Have yourself a merry BB Christmas. Let your mochas be white. From now on, your husband's in the Starbucks line. Here we are in the pandemic days where fashion's gone away for good. Faithful listeners are dear to us. Raise your Starbucks cup once more Through the years we'll be basically basic Doing basic girl things You go girl But thank God for Jesus Christ to always A merry BB Christmas. Hello, BBs. Happy Advent and Merry Christmas. My name is Courtney. My friends call me Coco, and we are all friends here, so you do the same. And I'm beyond honored to get a chance to share my heart with y'all during this Advent season. What Cammie and Amanda are doing in this space is so beautiful, and I'm super thankful. I'm sure you guys feel the same. For this opportunity to just kind of center my day around the purpose of this season. And before things get crazy and before the to-do lists start and I head into work or I start shopping for Christmas presents, I get to start my day here in this space And I'm just super thankful to them that they've created that opportunity for us this year. And I know you guys are probably feeling the same way. What they don't know is that they assigned me to the week centered around Silent Night, which happens to be my favorite traditional Christmas song. Seriously, if you want to get me to cry at a Christmas Eve service, just wait for Silent Night to begin and look at me and I will be a puddle on the floor. I was in choir in high school, and at Christmas, we would go to the Biltmore in North Carolina and sing all weekend in these various beautiful places throughout Biltmore Village and the Biltmore itself. And I remember one year, one of my best friends had this solo in Silent Night, and Girl Can Sing. She's the person who gives you chills when she opens her mouth. But obviously in choir, your eyes like better be glued to the choir director or else. So I'm, of course, watching her face, and her eyes would fill with tears at the end of the solo, and like every single time. And I cannot help but tie that same emotion to this song. It's just such a vivid memory for me. If you don't know it super well, I encourage you to go read the words of the third verse. That's my favorite verse. It overwhelms me every time I hear it. Radiant beams from thy holy face, with the dawn of redeeming grace, 
Jesus, Lord at thy birth. The thought of that little baby being no less Lord in his infancy than he was in adulthood, ushering in the dawn of redeeming grace just by being born, by being present. My tiny mind cannot even fathom the weight of that. He was the fulfillment of a promise. And man, I bet that night was a holy night. So in light of all of this, I wanted to share just about something that's been on my heart since probably the day before Cammie and Amanda came to me about being a part of this Advent series, which is just how the Lord works, of course. Of course, He brought something to me right before they approached me. But yeah, the day before, God began teaching me about the holiness of silence. And I just want to leave us to soak in that concept for a second the holiness of silence. I love that Jesus came so humbly. It probably didn't look like what our children's Bible showed us or what your precious moments nativity scene reveals. Historians have discovered that it looked quite different. But regardless, we know it was humble. It was humble and it was holy. He didn't show up to fanfare. He wasn't born into royalty. He wasn't wrapped in a plush velvet robe and placed in an ornate golden cradle or whatever. But he was no less Jesus. He was no less Lord at his birth. And if Jesus in all his glory can show up on the scene in humility and in silence, what can that teach us? It can teach us the beauty of humble beginnings how God is given space to move when we don't make it a point to occupy all the space in the room. You hear me? (laughs) But I like to think it also teaches us about the holiness of silence, the power in sitting with Jesus in silence. Because if that's how he first came, I wonder if maybe that's how he wants to continue to show up from time to time. So I'm personally in a season of a lot of decisions that need specific direction. And I don't want to move a muscle without knowing that the Lord is behind it. So recently I was talking to a close friend and mentioning how I was feeling and how I was waiting on the Lord before making a move. And she said, well, when all of this started, wasn't it because you heard from God? She said, I know you. I know you hear from God. Have you taken time to sit in silence and wait to hear from him? Honestly, the answer is no. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but I almost never, ever sit in silence. I'm one of those gals who either has music on or I'm listening to a podcast or I have the TV on in the background. Especially during this season, it's almost always a cheesy Christmas movie in the background playing at all times. I love to fill the silence. Even my moments of prayer and worship, they're not moments of me sitting in silence with him. They're filled with prayer. They're filled with singing. Never just silence. And listen, we all know God will give a word when he needs to give a word. He's spoken to me in the midst of a million other noises. But what about giving him dedicated time, dedicated space, dedicated silence? To arrive uninterrupted in his holiness. Is he not worthy 
of our silence. And another quick little application. I don't know about y'all, but I've learned a great deal in this past year specifically about the holiness of silence in communication with others. Listening to understand rather than listening to respond. And that's so much easier said than done. Jesus listened before he responded with the Pharisees, with the woman at the well, and he knew before they even spoke, and yet he still let them speak. There's such great power in sitting in silence while others are speaking and listening to understand rather than listening to formulate what we're going to say in response. Well, in light of all of this, we all know Christmas carols, although beautiful and amazing, are not always biblical truth. So here's what scripture has to say about all of this. Psalm 131 says, I am humbled and quieted in your presence, like a contented child who rests on its mother's lap. I'm your resting child, and my soul is content in you. O people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. Jesus even instructs his disciples in Mark to come away to a desolate place and rest. And he set out on his own in Luke to be alone and pray. He knew the value of silence. And on top of that, he prioritized it. So after all of these thoughts and ramblings, I want to encourage you when this podcast is over to stop and just sit. Or maybe at the end of your day, stop and just sit and allow silence to fill that space. Whisper his name, Jesus. Invite him to fill that space with his holiness and then just be. It could be three minutes. It could be 30 minutes. Experiencing the holiness of silence. Experience the meaning of his arrival. What is the point of all of this? His humble beginnings, his radiance, his holiness, his kingship. Son of God loves pure light. Pure light.